0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Coddy. With Nissan. On News Talk. Something else we talked about earlier um, was uh, this uh, new guidance uh, from the Department of Education and from Minister for Education, Norma Foley, to schools, to primary schools around smartphones, encouraging uh, parents and the schools to sign up to kind of a voluntary code, effectively, uh, to not purchase smartphones. Uh, This for the parents, uh, for their children while in primary school. The Minister herself, Norma Foley, joins me in studio. Minister, you're very welcome. Uh, So what more can you tell us about these guidelines?
1: Thank you very much, Kieran. Um yes, well today I did bring a memo to, to Cabinet um outlining the supports, the guidelines and the resources really that are being provided to schools, but most especially to parents, particularly parents' associations, to to empower them really to facilitate them to make informed decisions around the purchase of, of smartphones, particularly for children at primary school. Um I think we're all very conscious that children, you know, when, when they socialize with, you know, other children, whether it's, you know, um, if they're playing GAA or if they're swimming or wherever, they, we, we know who they're socializing with. We do not know who they're engaging with when they're engaging online. And we know that, you know, the content that they can, um, uh, see or view can be sexual content. We know it can be, um, violent content. We know it can be, um, online bullying. And all of that content they carry in their pockets. They don't need to do that. And so we, uh, within the department, we will facilitate through the schools uh, the necessary resources. So, for example, we have provided additional funding to WebWise who would be experts in terms of online safety. There will now be a national coordinator for this initiative. We will have regional um, digital champions, if you like, so that going out into our education centres, there are 21 education centres around the country. Information will be provided there to parents, to school communities. And on a voluntary basis, we'll be asking, um, you know, Um, parents to come together within their own schools uh, and neighbouring schools and make a voluntary commitment really Mm. not to purchase smartphones. Uh, We've seen this work very successfully in areas like Greystones. They've shown great leadership there. We've seen it in other areas. We're inviting everybody now to to be part of this and I'm conscious we're coming up to Christmas and we're saying, you know, make an informed decision. It's not necessary for your child to own a smartphone. Another type of phone maybe but not a smartphone at primary.
0: Yeah, well, like puppies, I don't think Santa brings smartphones or certainly he shouldn't be bringing uh, smartphones. Uh, but, uh, you know, that a lot of people kind of welcoming this today, this intervention, I guess it had been kind of long called for, or, or as you say, some of the schools already kind of getting ahead in that regard, in Greystones and elsewhere. Some of the criticism has been, well, kind of, uh, both ends of the spectrum. One is that it didn't go far enough. They maybe expected something more forceful beyond kind of guidelines. Uh, one mm-hmm. person earlier in the show described me as kind of a an, an old circular reheat uh, The other criticism that you shouldn't be getting involved at all because this is, you know, this is parents. Parenting mm-hmm. should be parenti- parents should be doing the parenting.
1: Yeah, no, and and I I, I hear both those comments. Uh, in the first instance, it is more than guidelines; it is actually supports and resources being provided um, by the department. So, as I've said, you know, um, obviously we will provide the templates for parents' associations and all of that to invite other parents to co- to come on board. But we will be providing, as I've said, via Webwise, we will be providing the information to them, um, the skill set, I suppose, to say, look, here is the information. Um, you have it now. Make an informed decision. And and we know that there is evidence that there are young people, as young as uh, in our primary schools, viewing content that no parent would want them to view. So we're saying there's power in the collective. So if all of the parents within a class or within a school sign up to this, it's less pressure on individual parents. Equally so, um, it's entirely voluntary. Mm. Uh, so parents can can choose to opt in or to opt out on it. Um, but... It is in the best interests of children. We we recognise some people have said to me, you know, I, I I need my child to have a phone so that if they need to contact me or security, and I understand that completely. That this isn't a ban on phones. This is just a recognition that smartphones are not best placed in the hands of very, very young children. And we're really conscious that when they have the smartphone in their pockets, they're carrying around content that in reality, no parent wants them to view, whether it's sexual content, violent content or online bullying. The issue is not in the schools because in the vast majority of our schools, they're not allowed to have these smartphones. But it is an issue for parents and I meet parents all of the time. So we want to support them. We want to provide the, the, the guidance but also the resources that will ensure that there can be a community buy in. Um I know in Greystones they use the phrase it takes a village, uh, you know, to raise a child and I think I think there's a lot to be said for that. So if we can get wider communities to buy into this within within immediate and individual mm. schools, but then the wider schools, less pressure on parents, no child then feeling that they're left out because they don't have yeah. the smartphone.
0: And this is focused on primary schools. At secondary school, it's, you know, it's obviously more complicated because, well, you've got adults when you get up to kind of fifth and sixth year, uh, you know, legally speaking. And to a degree, the horse is certainly bolted when it comes to kind of 12 and 13 year olds onwards in secondary school. But is there any appetite for similar supports?
1: Well, absolutely. Like, I mean, in terms and and you're right. Is
0: it realistic, I guess, as well, to think that we could get smartphones out of secondary schools or certainly all smartphones maybe in these pouches or something at the front gate.
1: Yeah, I think I think to be fair, I'd have to say. Look, there are many advantages to smartphones too. I, I you know, I, I think we have to recognise that. But there are challenges, and there can be disadvantages, particularly for the very young children. For the older young people, um, we're very conscious as well that there is a need for online safety. Uh, we know of the online safety commissioner, but equally so from our point of view, in terms of our schools, there's very clear guidance and. Um, you know coverage in our curricula in terms of how to be safe online be safe online the type of content they should not engage with and the wider realm of you know respect for yourself and respect for others and and and, and all of that so we we do cover that um but i think what We're beginning with the primary school children because we really feel, I really feel, they don't need the smartphone. I don't mm. see how it enhances their well-being. Um, and on that note, you know, there are so many different sources of research, um, you know, nationally and internationally. Um, UNESCO reports telling us that, you know, children who are very young who engage with the smartphone, it doesn't support um, productive outcomes in terms of education. It doesn't help their mental health and well-being. So we, we know all of this. But to make the wise decision, I suppose we're saying as a department involved in education, we're saying, we'll provide the education, we'll provide mm. the information to parents and we invite parents to join us on the journey as it were to make the right decision for primary school children. Well,
0: One of our texters describes it as a brilliant idea uh, but we did speak to Aon O'Reard on earlier, uh, the Labour Party education spokesperson, I think it was him who, who used that phrase, it's, a, it's an old circular reheated. He also uh, talked about uh, it being a distraction from the real issue at schools which is teacher shortages, something we talked about on the show um, yesterday. If you want to pop on your headphones actually, hearing is Aon talking about staffing difficulties in particular in Dublin schools? It is acutely difficult in Dublin in particular because of a housing issue and a cost of living issue um, to get this issue resolved. And so what we have in parts of Dublin that you cannot find teachers to teach and it's a retention and recruitment issue across the public service in Dublin and and communities are really hurting and school communities are hurting so when I see this line from her from her uh, her, her statement here in front of me the use of smartphones for primary school children was one of the main issues that was always raised with her during Swiss school
1: I can't believe that sentence
0: so that was a and he doesn't believe that it's the main issue that's raised he thinks teacher shortages is the main issue that's raised.
1: I think there are a variety of issues in education and, you know, look, I visit schools the length and breadth of the country. Um, Smartphones, particularly amongst the parents, is raised Mm. with me on an ongoing basis and I I think it's... um, it's a very limiting view of the issues that face parents that Aon is taking there. So therefore, and I, I will move on to the teacher shortage, yeah. but therefore we are being proactive in the space uh, around the smartphones. And I think parents uh, in the main will welcome it. In terms of teacher supply, I, I, I acknowledge there is absolutely challenges in terms of teacher supply. And it's more acute in some areas than it is in Mm. others. Um, I think it is important to say that we're at near full employment in this country now. The, I suppose, supply issues that we face in education are issues that are faced in other sectors, whether it's healthcare or tourism or, or whatever the case might be. But notwithstanding that, um, you know, we have more than one hundred thousand staff in education. More than seventy thousand of them are actually um teaching. Yeah. Um we have introduced a number of initiatives to try and support um I suppose um uptake in education, particularly even in the recent budget, we introduced um bursaries for um students who wish to take um a, a master's, we say, a postgraduate. But is, the, is the problem
0: in, uptake, or is the problem that we we have enough studying, and we're kind of churning out—not to be disparaging, but churning yeah. out enough teachers, but that they're leaving the country because of housing and things like that that Aeon mentioned. Well,
1: look, it it would be true to say that there are challenges. There's there's no doubt about that. But we, you know. Young staff, in terms of teachers, have always taken the option. Some of them, not all of them, some of them to travel abroad. They mm. do that. That's you know, uh, that's what they do. Some of them, but many of them choose to stay, and they are staying. Um, but notwithstanding that, we, we know need that more. We need, eight
0: hundred vacant posts. Absolutely, according to the survey and I,
1: I absolutely accept that. As I say to you, though, we've more than seventy-two thousand so in place, and I, and I'm not at all diminishing any of those figures that 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 you have referenced. So what we are doing is we have. Um, lifted lots of restrictions currently in teaching whether it's in job share or career break we have never had as high a registration imagine with the uh, teaching council as we do presently Um, we've had three and a half thousand young people who graduated last year and gone you know, for for teaching, we've increased the number of uh, teacher uh, places on on various courses. Um, we have introduced a variety of incentives, even around uh, teacher upskilling. We're not standing still in mm. this space. We recognise that we're very fortunate to have very skilled um, young people and older people who are involved in the teaching profession. We know that there are acute issues in some areas and in others. We're doing all that we can to support that, Should and we, we will do more. The career break. Well, I think, to be fair, I have said I have an openness to look at every single issue that's on the table. But I will say in terms of the career break, there are a variety of reasons as to why people take career breaks. Um, Many of them do it for family reasons. Many of them take um, other career opportunities and I suppose uh, and I can speak with some experience here in relation to that one Um, I always remember when I started teaching I had a very wonderful principal um, who was of a view the more experience that we can bring to a classroom outside of just the teaching how more it enriches um, education I I always felt that that was a very liberal very positive view Um, but obviously we look at everything in the round going forward
0: Norma Foley Minister for Education Minister thanks for joining us here in studio
1: Thanks very much Garen.
0: The Hard Shoulder with
1: Kieran Cottahee. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.